everybody. I am here with Nina. She is a sister from another mistress from me. Um, we met through our sorority and she's going to introduce herself and tell us a little bit more about who she is, what she does, and we are going to get started talking about her mental health journey and how that went and how that is going. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Nina. I actually do payroll for a construction company. And then I work on my podcast and hang out with my cat a lot. That's a lot of what I do. Um, but yeah, she wants to call right now. She yeah. might disturb at some point. Oh, that's but okay. <laughs> Since you guys can't see us, um, we are both over here hanging out with our pets. So Nina has her cat, and I have Aries right here, um, both of them being very uh, nosy in what we are doing. <laughs> yeah. So Nina, tell us a little bit more about um, the beginning, because I know the beginning of your mental health journey was a little bit before um, before we kind of, um, and I don't want to say get to know each other, get to know each other because we, we met after, after we crossed into SLG. Um, but yeah. tell us a little bit more about how you found out, you know, what your diagnoses are and, and all that, all those details. Yeah. So my journey, I guess, started when I was 11. I'm now 25. So my mom's dad, my grandpa passed away from cancer and I was, 11 so I didn't understand at the time like what death was mm -hmm. or how to handle it and in my culture I am Serbian so in my culture like mental health like mental illnesses depression um bipolar anxiety like those don't exist like that's not a thing I mean it is a thing but like in the culture like you'll be fine so, like you have a house you have family you're right. good um so my, I was getting really depressed. I was very quiet. I slept all the time. Um, and they just felt like I was being lazy and I was just being dramatic. Mm -hmm. Um, and then come later, you're fine. Um, and then come later in high school, I ended up getting addicted to drugs. Um, basically just, it was around the time of my grandpa's death anniversary and um, a lot of things were happening. I was alone. So it was my mom, her boyfriend and I who were living together because my sister went away to college. So after having so many siblings and the house full and stuff, I was by myself, mm -hmm. um, and they were also going through a really rough time. I found out some information that I maybe should not have found out, and that basically destroyed me, mm -hmm. and I found some pills, some drugs, and that's how my drug addiction started. Um, and then throughout college, once I was pledging our sorority, um, a sister kind of called me out like, we almost feel like you're faking it. And they didn't understand what depression was because right. they've never had a family member. They've never had to deal with someone that had depression. Right, right. 
So that kind of put me in check, like, I'm spreading it instead of, like, I'm making people feel worse, mm-hmm. almost. Um, and that just made me realize, like, I need to change also. I can't force people to change for me. And that kind of changed my whole perspective of, like, I got clean. I've been clean and sober for three years now. Um, and I like live by myself. So like having a clean space, Mm -hmm. um, makes me feel better. And like, of course, like not being on drugs helps my mental health because I can actually find ways to deal with it instead of Mm -hmm. finding things that could take my life. Um, but now I'm pretty, I'm in a pretty good spot. Like I have a cat that I need to take care of and he reminds me like, Hey, she wants food. So I need to make food. Like I need to give her food obviously. And then I need to make food for myself type of thing. Or like, I need to clean her litter box. So I should clean my apartment. So I'm Mm -hmm. very, um, influenced by my environment. Yeah. So if my house is really messy, then I feel really anxious. Or, like, if it's dark when it's, like, midday, then, like, I, I'm not as happy type of thing. Right, right. Um, yeah. Pretty good. And if you don't mind, well, first of all, I want to say congratulations for overcoming that. I, that's, you know, that's a whole mountain on its own. Thank you. And do you say that you were using um, the drugs to kind of help with your depression to kind of mask that? Or, was, or did they yes. kind of come from so, one from the other? Almost a little bit of both. So um, my mom's boyfriend's son tore his ACL and he wasn't coming home because him and his father had a fallout. So I just found them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what like drugs were at the time. Um, and I was my junior year of high school, I think. And I just found them and it turned out that it was a painkiller. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say too much because like, I don't want to trigger anyone with like no, that's drugs. Okay. But um, and then it turned out that all of my friends ended up getting their wisdom teeth taken out. I see. So I would just it just was good timing, I guess. And I didn't realize like what it all was. And it was mm-hmm. I felt numb and I didn't care about anything. Um, And it was kind of like a medication of, I don't want to feel bad anymore. And I don't want to feel lonely anymore. Like I just want to feel numb. And that's what that drug gave me. Um, So I just kept doing it. And how did that kind of influence you? Like, when your sisters finally told you, hey, this is, you know, you kind of had your wake up moment, right? When they, um, when they confronted you, how did that change as you stepped out of that, um, out of that mindset, right? Of, I don't want to use these anymore. Like, how did your overall, like, what was that struggle like, right? Like to kind of get out of that space and, and also kind of confront your, your mental health issues. Yeah, so I think it's when I was plunging, when we had our induction? No, yeah, induction comes first, right? Yeah, so like when we had our induction, I bought pills 
that morning. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realize, like, I didn't realize that I was going to start my pledging process or uh-huh. journey is what they call it now. So right. I don't know what to call it. Now. Right. Right. But, um, I ended up realizing like, okay, like this is starting, like, this is what I want. So I got home and flushed them all down the toilet mm-hmm. and it was like $500 worth. So I was really mad. Um, but SLG is something that I really wanted. So while going through the process, no one knew, like none of my sisters knew. So it was really hard to be like, I'm detoxing, but I'm also being surrounded by people all of the time trying to learn about each other and form a bond and learn. And I'm also working two jobs and I'm going to school. Like all I would like is some drugs, but I can't cause I don't have time for it. So I'm just like super irritated with everything and they didn't know and they didn't understand it either. So it was a bit rough, but it was also like, I didn't realize that I had sisters to go to. I didn't realize that I was hurting them because mm-hmm. I was, I don't know. I was almost like worrying, don't let them find out. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that like no one would say anything. But once they all got in a little circle and were like, hey, like this is all that's going on. Um, it was like a self-reflect moment of like, okay, well, like, now I need to tell them so they can understand, but then they also just, like, let me know, like, we just wanted to know what was going on, like, we just care about you, right. and we want to help. Yeah, that's usually kind of, right, like, what happens, we, we, get, we get wrapped up, like, what if we, what happens if we tell our loved ones what's really going on with us, you know, what are they gonna, how are they gonna react, or we don't want to worry them, um, but really, in the end, they just want to know. They want to be in the know, and they want to be supportive, right? That's yes. As, as and that would be in a healthy relationship, right? Like if you have a healthy relationship with somebody, they just want to know and they want to be there to help. Yeah, and that was really hard for me to understand. Like I've never had a good relationship with a significant other, or at that point with my family members. Mm-hmm. So I didn't trust that anyone I was at this I was at the mindset of like I'm not worth caring about yeah and even if somebody says like I care about you it freaks me out and I just like I leave oh yeah and so all of them we came up with like a fate like a like a code name of like hey I care about you are you okay Mm -hmm. because I couldn't handle it yeah so now it's we love cake. You should love cake too. As in like, we care about you. You should care about yourself. Yeah. So that was like just a good safe zone. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's, that sounds like you guys had a, a, like a breakthrough moment where you were able to talk through, um, talk through some of those like walls that were built up or those assumptions. Right. Cause really that's what happened. Yes. We assume we assume things and um, that's when we get into conflict is when we have assumptions about what's happening with the other person. Yeah. So how, 100%. how are you doing now? Like where, where would you say you are at now? Like, how are you coping with it? I know you said that you're doing, you know, a little bit better with, you know, you have your cat and you have like, you know, your mm-hmm. job and your podcast. Um, but how would you say like, 
things are for you now and like what are some of your positives and some of your challenges yeah um i mean ooh, um positives is that like i live on my own i've always had roommates i've always lived with family so now i have my own space and i can make it my own safe zone and like my home but i it's also a negative because i didn't realize i don't like things being quiet mm. so it's super weird for things to be quiet so my electricity bill is a little bit too high because i have netflix going on all the time but um it's also like i'm proud that i can afford an apartment by myself yeah. or things like that um i definitely think that it's i don't want to say i'm lonely because i mean like i have sisters and i have friends but they all live in different states and well most of them live in different states so it's like i didn't realize like how lonely things would get mm -hmm. um so i definitely think that like i need to go see a counselor and like go talk to somebody about a lot of things um but it's also just like there's a lot of things that i wanted to do this year that i'm not able to so it's almost a fear of what 2021 will be yeah if that makes sense um but there's like a lot of different things that i didn't think would affect me that do now that i'm older um that i need to like talk to someone about um it's just a matter of putting in the time to do it because i've never taken i've never taken seeing a counselor or seeing a therapist seriously mm -hmm. because when i was forced to go i was still on drugs and i just didn't care yeah. now that i'm clean and sober i'm like do i really want to what if I'm not ready to talk about something and I relapse? Like, that's one of my mm. fears. So it's something that I need to do and need to overcome. But it's slowly getting there, I think. Yeah, and, and I, I'd like to just remind you that the counselors are not there to trigger you, right? Like, And, and you're definitely in your power to tell them, I'm not ready to talk about one, two, three. And right. they, they should they should 100% respect that. And if somebody isn't respecting that, whether they're counselors or not, um, you're, you know, again, in your power to set up those boundaries and to leave or to, you know, remove those people from your life. If you're not ready to talk about something, um, there's nothing that says you have to talk about it. You know, yeah. they should be there to help you and to guide you through what you're doing, not not trigger you into something. And, and I had a very triggering counselor at one point. So I know it can be pretty damaging. Um, it can be pretty damaging to be there. And, you know, you expect there to go and be vulnerable, right? That's the expectation. And while you're vulnerable mm -hmm. to have somebody, you know, kind of slice that wound a little bit more, um, it hurts. It's it's painful. So I, I can definitely understand your um you're hesitant to kind of start that process, but um, I think finding a team is essential and you'll really benefit from it. Yeah, thank you. Um, let's <laughs> let's change to something a little bit lighter and talk about yourself. Yes. Um, what are some things that you enjoy? What are some things that you've enjoyed or, or that you have tried or want to do, but like just can't 
just can't do it. Like, for example, for me, it's um, planners. I, I love planners. I love the idea, but I cannot, for the life of me, hold a planner. No, my soul hurts. <laughs> so that broke my heart. I love my planner. I have probably too many. In 2020, I still used a planner. I had nothing to do. But I just wrote in it because it was pretty. Um, but I love planners. I love planning and, like, organizing things. Mm-hmm. Um, cleaning is oddly very calming to me. My apartment is a mess, so not right now. But, like, in general, it's pretty nice. Um, something that I wish I could do but can't. Ooh, Bungee jumping bungee or jumping. skydiving. Skydiving, I should say, because I don't even think there's a place that you can go bungee jumping in America. I don't I think, know. I think but like so. skydiving is a no-go. No. I really want to do it, but I'm scared of heights. Oh, I see. <laughs> and like, but like I went to Toronto last year and I went on the CN Tower. Right. And I was, I mean, I'm still scared of heights. It was very high, but I still like looked down and like watched everything. But then... I feel like um, uh, skydiving is a whole different height level. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But I, I maybe close your eyes and just take the take the jump, you know? It's a very high jump, you know? And, uh, <laughs> the good thing is that when you skydive, you always, you know, you when you first skydive, you have to go with somebody who knows what they're doing, so. Yeah. And you can get, like, certified to, like, just go on your own. Yes. That's a bit too extreme. Yeah. But yeah, and like just like go on vacations more. Like I feel like I have a lot of vacation days to use up that I'm grateful for, but I like don't like spending money. And then I'm also like, if I'm relaxed, I don't know what to do. Like I don't, I don't know if that sounds weird, but like if I don't have anything planned, I get stressed about like why am I just sitting here? What's going on? Yes. Yeah. Just like I want to travel more, but I'm also like I don't want to spend X amount of money on a plane ticket or an Airbnb. But it's not like it's gonna change in the next hour, so you might as well, like you have the money for it. Right, right. So it's just like, and I think just females in general are kind of like that when it comes to money. So that's a different battle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, a little bit of all of that will you'll see that it'll help you a good amount. Because even just traveling, like this this um, past year, we did a lot of kayaking. Ooh. Um, not too far from the house. Like, I think it was actually, I, I don't know how far it is because I'm horrible with driving. Um, Me too. <laughs> um, so I think it was like about an hour away. Mm-hmm. So nothing too bad. Um, but really just even doing that was so therapeutic. Um, so I would yeah. 10 out of 10 recommend, um, just biting the bullet and just going, it'll, it, it just, it changes your whole perspective just to be out in nature or just out somewhere new. It's just, yeah, it's definitely yeah. worth it. It's worth it more than like buying things. Yeah. And I saw this quote and it was like, um, 
it was like a dialogue, I guess. And it's like, if you could give somebody advice, like, what would it be? And somebody else said, travel, because you're not going to get the time. Like, you're going to get the right. money back, but you're not going to get the time back. Right, right. So that was, like, really nice to hear. Kind of like a second validation of, like, just go somewhere if you can. Yeah. Safely. Safely, yes. We're still in a pandemic, but. Yes. Asterisk, asterisk, safely. Um, and let's see, to wrap this up. Um, what about what's a word that describes you or your, or your Ooh. statement or your, I am statement. See, I ask people this all the time. I just never thought it would be asked to me. <laughs> oh, Ooh, dang it. I am. What am I? I would say I am a morning person. Like, that would be, like, a good thing. Just because, for me, like, my morning routine definitely um, sets the tone for the day. Mm -hmm. So as long as, like, I have a good morning routine Mm -hmm. and, like, I can watch the sunrise based on, like, where my apartment is from my window. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel better. So just, like, little things like that, that would be a good one. Or, like... I am caring, which, yes. or like I'm an empath. Like I am very, I can sense what other people are feeling. Mm-hmm. So I ask people all the time, like, how are you doing? Are you okay? What's going on? Because I can feel it. So I know that there's something. Um, and there's ways that, I mean, just like making eye contact or smiling with someone mm-hmm. to someone, I guess is um that's dragon making her debut on your podcast (laughs) is just like making eye contact or smiling at someone makes them and you feel better Mm -hmm. um so yeah i would say those two um those are great i love it um but i want to say thank you for hanging out and um don't forget um nina also has her podcast about mental health and we did um we did an interview from me on her podcast and, you know, tell us a little bit more about your podcast. Where can we find it? Where can we listen to it? Um, where can we put it on replay? Yeah. So it is called mental uplift. It is just talking about mental health, mental illness through I am statements, just because I feel like if you're dealing with a mental illness, it is, part of your DNA you're dealing with that every day but then also with your mental health kind of building that toolbox like you said um and it's on Spotify Apple podcast and I think it's also on Google podcast I will see and then it's also um mental uplift on Instagram also that's great don't forget to find Nina on on wherever you listen to your podcast and on Instagram thank you Nina Thank you.